welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sports and Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review the show. Reminder, we're streaming live on Sports YouTube channel. And every live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, William Loom. Join my producer and co-host, Alex Wong, who is also dressed very business-like. What's going on, man? This guy got the Ernst & Young fit on. What's going on? Can we pan to, to Alex? No, shouts to everybody. Happy hump day, especially to my charter accountants trying to put in your 40 billable hours. We're here for you one day until the trade deadline. Wow. What's going on, man? Why are you dressed up? Um, doing a TV hit later. Oh, from, that's from right. The arena. Oh, that's, that's right. right. That's right. Um, Five thirty. Him and friends from the court. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The from, chicken from, man from, from the Scotiabank Arena court. To be chicken clear. man's gonna be clucking. Mm. That's what he's gonna be doing. That's that's actually tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Gary. Trent, so Gary Trent Jr. is doing a, a KFC court appearance tomorrow. I mean, you saw at, the tweet at three thirty. Yeah. So, interesting timing. Uh, the, we'll see me, what happens. Trust me. I listen as soon as the director. Uh, for this program, contact me about it, and we we had a conversation about it. He's a friend of the program as well. Um, and I was like, "You have Gary on Thursday at three mm. thirty? He's like, "Trust me, I know." Right? The deadline is three o'clock. Mm. But you know, apparently it's gonna happen. So no, it'll be interesting if if he does take get with that traded, what you will. You'll see all the media members descend onto a KFC court. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not even gonna make it there till like you know you have work well, obligations. Well, we're literally on until air four. until two and four. Yeah, make sure you tune in tomorrow, two to four p.m. Trade deadline special. Trade deadline special. You know, from the same two people who brought you two hours of Thad Young trade breakdown. Well, hopefully it's year. not just Thad Young being traded this time, but you know, yeah. we'll see. Maybe it'll be like you know, Raptors trade a second rounder for Kelly Oubre. Yeah. <sighs> Yo, how would you feel if <sighs> after all this? Because I think that's a lot of angst with the fan base right now. Is like after all this chatter, all this anticipation. Mm-hmm. Like they need something to happen. Like I think there's a lot of lot of angst. Are you feeling that angst too, or are you just ready I mean, to be over? No, I'm I'm ready to like move past the trade deadline. Know who's here, know who's not here, and mm-hmm. then uh, f- see what the direction of the season is going to be, and then focus on basketball, right? Because I mean, like like realistically, the Raptors are um, they're five games under. It's obviously not an ideal season. It's been frustrating. We've covered all those angles, but at the same time, like I really love basketball, and like these are more like basketball adjacent topics of like um you know who's gonna get traded for who and yeah. honestly we discussed like a million deals maybe two oh, i got of them. some yaka purtle news for you oh later, yeah. i can't wait man yeah. <laughs> wow nothing gets the fan base going like yaka purtle um but um yeah like I, I don't know i preferred like thinking about like the actual game itself who played well who didn't mm-hmm. play well what are the factors went into that you know i love the strategy aspect as well um and i i'm like, I want the games to matter a little bit more than specifically the deadline itself. So I'm just, like, ready to, to refocus on the game. Because, like, for example, there's going to be no no excitement whatsoever for the Raptors playing Yaka Proto on the Spurs tonight. Yeah, like, I, I kind of forgot that the Raptors are still playing basketball games because I think there's just a lot right? of anticipation for it. And I hear you, man. We're here on Monday trying to talk about the Rockets and Grizzlies game. And I thought it was going to take a whole first segment. But five minutes in, we were like, wow, there's just, there's really nothing to break down about this team. I mean, like, you know. Like, at the moment. Like I, I when I when I was down at practice on Tuesday yesterday, I, I did ask oh, yeah. Scotty because he went came to the scrum and I did ask him like, why did you always take over in fourth quarters or like mm. what is it about the fourth quarter that gets you going? Mm. Like that could have been a, like a topic that we really would have gone into if there wasn't the trade deadline. We, you yeah, know, no, like, that's fair. In an alternate universe, when it wasn't the deadline to come yeah. this week, we would be coming in on Monday, being like, hey, Scotty Barnes took over in the fourth quarter. That mm. was awesome to see. Why do you think it is that mm. Scotty takes over in the fourth? 
and we would have like a 20 minute basketball discussion about that mm. but instead it was just more like hey what did mark stein say <laughs> while you were listening to him in bed yeah today's uh bedtime listening was uh the hoop collective ah yeah how about that's you? a better one yeah. um how did i listen to on the way yeah. to work what did i listen to what's in your trade deadline rotation right now yeah okay so obviously hashtag this league I, i'm not a fan of all the ads in that one there's just too many ads <laughs> the ads are very abrupt in those <laughs> yo I, I don't think the editor is like putting them in the strategic spots yeah, i'm not gonna shows, lie to mark stein chris haynes you know put them on text notification yeah don't get caught with a fake watch tomorrow okay no 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 actually um, watch been slipping though but well yeah but yeah no, I mean, I just, that was about it. I oh, listened okay. to that episode on yeah. the way to work. It wasn't like, that long of a commute. I just like hearing you say hashtag this league. Hashtag this league. Yeah. But yes, the Raptors are playing basketball tonight, mm. which we'll get to at the very end because it doesn't matter right now. Mm. LeBron James last night yes. broke the all-time scoring record. That was cool, man. Where were you when uh, when the fadeaway jumper happened? Well, first off, we were at uh, the Raptors Republic um, live show yesterday. Yeah, so Shelter really cool Zavar and the team. Shouts yeah. to Sarah, the team for amazing. sure. Uh, it was great to see everybody up there and, and, and you know, sharing their thoughts and the community getting together and stuff like yeah. that. Shouts to Catherine's stand-up set. Shouts to Catherine's stand-up set. I yeah. wasn't, unfortunately, there for it because I was at soccer right yeah. before that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it was a cool time. And then I got home um, from the bar and it was, like, just in time for the third quarter. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. I know LeBron had, like, 20 points. Mm-hmm. And I turned it on just at the start of the third quarter. And I was just, like, watching it through. And at first, I was just like, okay, this is kind of lame. But then I kind of really got into it. Like, seeing the crowd really get into it. Like, everybody was just mm. waiting. Like, anytime anyone else brought the ball up or tried to shoot, I was just like, what are you doing? Right? Like, give the ball to LeBron and let him let him cook. And in LeBron's credit, like, he was super efficient with his offense. Like, was really getting um, a lot of shots to drop. In that third quarter, what I started to really, really build momentum was when he hit back-to-back threes. And it was like, okay, all right. Like, he's only, like, a couple buckets away um, and then, yeah, he finally does it with the, with the, uh, with the turnaround jumper shouts to Thomas Bryant. He's going to be for, forever immortalized. <laughs> yeah, Thomas Bryant was asking for the rock. Yeah. Thomas Bryant was like, yo, I'm, I'm ducking in. And listen on a, on a 99.9% of the time, Thomas Bryant ducking in on, he's, I think like, a guard was, I think was maybe Shea. Shea. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I got a mismatch. That's, that's a, that's a hundred percent the right place yeah. for LeBron to hit Thomas Bryant there for the post up. Mm-hmm. But of course this was like not basketball. This was like a cinematic moment. Yeah. So an all time photo though. It's says an all, no. all time photo. Yeah, it hits yeah. the fadeaway jumper yeah. and the game just stops, right? Everyone rushes on the court. Like the only other time I've seen mm-hmm. everyone rush onto the court like that was during the NBA finals. You know what I mean? Like mm. after, you know, um the zero point nine seconds is finally over for, you know, the Raptors, and mm. then everyone rushes onto the floor and like that level and photographers everywhere, they gotta bring out the rope. Like that's what it kind of felt like. And it was awesome to see. It was great to see LeBron sort of interact with everybody. I don't know how close him and Kareem are because they had very, very, like, yeah, you know, work. Uh, that was friendship. a little, yeah, that was like a Fred Kawhi interaction. Yeah, know, maybe even more that frosty scale. than that. And no, then, but it was cool. It was cool for Kareem to be there. You know, you saw magic there. Obviously, LeBron's whole family was there to celebrate. Yep, yep. Shouts to Rich Paul, you know. Shouts to Rich Paul. was in the all-leather fit. Yeah. You think he'll be at the KFC court tomorrow? <laughs> I, you know, I, I it, somehow doubt it. But. Okay, okay. Yeah, Gary Trent Sr. is in town, by the way. Um, Maybe he'll actually be for listeners who want to know that information. But um, yeah, no, I think it was super cool. It was very, um, you know, there was a lot of theatrics around it. You know, shows my goat Jay Z. You know, was courtside. Was able to give Bron a dap. You know, as Jay said and God did. You know, Bron's basically a rock boy. You know, and you know, I was thinking too, like Jay was there for Kobe's last game too, and allegedly, like Kobe gave him the game ball from that. Really? Yeah. 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 
So Jay, Jay, yeah, that's right. that's why he's my goat. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a it was a super cool moment, and then you know the Lakers lost, and now they're still thirteenth in in the West. That was the funniest thing because after all the hoopla and like everyone came out and they gave a speech and you know Adam Silver and of course like well deserved obviously right yes. this is such a big moment, but then they just had to get back onto the court and just play out the last ten seconds of the third quarter against OKC yeah. where they got the stop, they're down five, and then they just lose, and yeah. LeBron scores two points the rest of the way. And was sitting due to like a foot thing or something. I don't know, but mm-hmm. it, it was kind of odd to sort of shift from that to the other. You know, um, it was really like snap back to reality. Like, oh yeah, this is what reality is. Is you know, LeBron can overcome um, Kareem, but he can't overcome Isaiah Joe. <laughs> yeah. No, Isaiah Joe. Oh, by the yeah, way, the human where, coffee where, shop. Where, yeah. where, first off, where, <laughs> where was barista? Where was Masai Bobby on the, Isaiah Joe? Man, that would have been great. That guy can hit threes. You man. know what? If they don't make if they don't make any trades tomorrow of significance, we're gonna we're gonna pull out a list of all the players that they've missed out on. Okay, our, Isaiah Joe probably not that. at the top of my list. No, but, but still, make when the I list. watched it, I was like, I'm pretty sure hours. this guy was in the G League or he was like a free agent yeah. or something. Like, what about Saban Lee as well? Isn't he doing all right with Phoenix? Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, you know what? Name me two saving Lee facts right now. Uh, and he's teammates with Ish Wainwright. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's not that's a fact. one. Yeah, I know. Uh, what do you make, too? People were, you know, you talk about that iconic photo mm-hmm. yeah. of LeBron taking the shot. Yeah. And I think people were just pointing out because there's a, obviously the fans were captured in the background. Everybody was on their phone. Yeah. And it seemed like people were making a big deal out of that, too. Um, thoughts on that? Because they did a side by side comparison to when when like Michael Jordan hit his fadeaway shot um, yeah. in the 98 finals and there was like no phones. Obviously, it was a different time. I feel like if I was in that situation, I'd probably have my phone out too. You got to capture the moment a little bit. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I mean, this is just a society that we're in, right? Like we don't just live like our actual lives. We also live like a separate digital life. Yeah. Um, and so you were just on Instagram before we came on the show. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, for you. I mean, I was looking up somebody in particular. I wasn't like using the <laughs> app actively. The app looks horrible, by the way. I much prefer oh, Twitter. Okay. Not a fan of IG. No, actually, my IG review is it's, it sucks, uh, but the interface. Yeah. Um, no, that's just like, that's just what life is right now. Like life in this, in this moment is you have like your actual physical life that you lead and then you have your digital life. Mm. And for everybody there, you take the video, you post it. Now you are digitally there and you get that interaction. And that's like how people are motivated these days. To let people know that you're there. And plus like also like the, the comparison to the Jordan shot is really funny because to me, I'm just like, what do you want people to do in Utah in that moment? Like pull out their, their pagers, <laughs> like, like D'Angelo Barstow. Like what do you want me to do with that? No, that's you, man. Show me your notes app right now. Um, no, let's read your notes app on air. No. Um, yeah, no, super cool. You were saying you were saying that you were saying that some of the baseball records were more exciting for you, like yeah. just watching people chase records in so, that way. So typically, you don't really see like record chasing um, moments in basketball, right? Like it's mm-hmm. not as big of a thing. Mm-hmm. But I think in baseball, you do see this a lot more often. Like I was remembering back to when um, when 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 Barry Bonds like broke the, the home run record yeah and it was so lit like everybody was there and everyone was chasing for the ball and obviously like once you get that ball it's like mm. such a you know valuable item so i understand that you're never going to just run onto the court and get the game ball from lebron um i think rich paul would literally <laughs> walk up to the court with lasers <laughs> like john Morant. but like Goddamn. you know like it, it would it, it was just really cool to see it in baseball there was an anticipation for it every time he came up to bat it was like the History might be made right here, right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Versus, I think, with basketball, it was just kind of like a flow of the game kind of thing. And then, of course, you have to, like, continue and run on with the game. I'm sure after Barry Bonds hit his home run, it, they still finished out the game. It wasn't like mm-hmm. no walk-off or anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I just think baseball does records better. 
in general. No, I agree with you. I, I think I think in baseball too, it's just because it's such a like it's a truly like just an individual like pursuit, right? Mm-hmm. Like kind of a one-on-one matchup with like the the pitcher and the hitter and stuff, right? Which which does give it a, a different perspective. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to think of like other basketball records that would be you know would get people actually excited, like in terms of just like all time or single game. I think it's got to only be like Wilt's hundred points. Like, you know, like all-time records, yeah. like, you know, you talk about like, oh, Steph mm-hmm. breaking the record for threes, like, you know, LeBron chasing all-time, like, points. I think it's cool to, like, um, reward, like, the, just the longevity of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the excitement of, like, someone actually getting to 100 points. And I feel like with the scoring explosion, like, I think it's possible. I think it's doable. Well, which, which players actively in the NBA right now are, in your opinion, like, have the capability of catching LeBron? I guess the first of catching LeBron? Well, that's... Catching LeBron all time is wild because I saw the stat that like even Luca is like the way the pace that he's at like he's nowhere close to being on pace. That's wild because he you know came into I mean? the league and averaged like twenty five. Yeah, yeah, I think he's like right. three thousand points or something less on on in terms of Man, pace. That's a whole season. Yeah, but I wow. think I think that's the perspective you got to give to to and the respect you got to give to LeBron, right? Yeah, this is really a, a longevity a longevity award. And yeah. as much as he's been talking about the last few days that like, oh, nobody ever looked at me as a scorer. Like, that's true, though. Like, yeah, I think when you yeah, think yeah. of LeBron, you don't think of him as as a scorer. Like, that's not the I don't, I don't think that's the first thing you think of. Right. You think about him as an all around player. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, I mean, but there's no doubt that LeBron was I mean, he gets played called for him to score all the time. Yes. Like, it's, it's not like. Oh, this is he's not a scorer. Like this is like Rajon Rondo no. broke the scoring record or something. I think like, it's the other thing too is like what is LeBron's like signature move? That's you know how like you know how oh. like Dirk's got the one foot, right, you know, right. like Steph. You can say oh he pulls up from the logo, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like what is you know, you know, like LeBron's never had that like definitive shot. I mean Kareem skyhook. Well, that's the thing because when LeBron was like one basket away from making it, and sometimes he would try to get the ball in the post. I was mm. like, oh my god, is he gonna get the ball in the post and do a skyhook? Like mm. that'd be so sick to he break the record. He skyhooked a three in warmups, yeah, okay, which was captured. Wow. Yeah, this is my other that's thing. Cool. This is my other thing. I feel like there's just. I don't know. Like, I prefer, I do prefer when, like, you know, back in the day, I mean, I wasn't around when Wilt scored the 100. Yeah, why are you always <laughs> talking about the 100? Like, you were there. No, no, man. we know we know that he's on the Kyrie Irving uh, scale of conspiracies because uh-huh. uh, Will sure. actually has doubts about whether it actually happened. No, I just don't. I mean, like, no, but, again, there's no accountability. Did like, it actually, was it an actual 100 points? No, I like, like the fact that you can only go on, like, newspaper.com and really pull out, like, a news. What is and, like, a newspaper.com? News, very useful for my book are, research. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, I have it right here, man. Um, but like you can only you can only see a newspaper clipping and like a box score and like some I don't even know there's like limited footage of the game uh-huh. whereas with like LeBron it's like every angle's covered and again yeah. that's just a society we're in like the Nike commercials mm-hmm. already like in the can ready to be rolled out yep. right like like everything is is there to to just like celebrate and like you see from like every angle like I saw the video that was being circulated people were speculating why Anthony Davis wasn't as thrilled. When uh, I don't know if you saw this video, but no, like he was on it. the bench yeah. when LeBron hit the shot, and apparently all the teammates were celebrating, but he was just still sitting there, and that became a whole speculation. Mm. I just mean like every angle is covered now. Sure, yeah, yeah. Everybody looks at it, and then you had Drake come on and celebrate. Yeah, I don't know what that that video was, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I, I think what you're referring to is just yeah. like in in this specific era, like mm-hmm. things are so well documented because of the fact that again, people are always like there's yeah. an incentive for everyone to document this. That it kind of leaves nothing to imagination. That's yeah, that's like, really what I'm trying to get. It just like hits you over the head with it until you're sick of it as soon as it happens, mm. right? Like you're you're sick of it already. Yeah. But like that's that's what 
that's what the society is at this current moment when you have like this much content created like even for us like we recreate tons of content every single day i'm sure like you know there's not that much actually to consume about the raptors if i'm going to be completely honest about it but that's the that's, that's like the actual like moment that we're in in mm -hmm. history right and i think back in the day when you would read about it like honestly there's just a different feeling when you read about something versus when you've watched it versus when you've seen it from every single angle Versus when you've seen everyone react to it. When you just read the paper back in the day, yeah. you saw that, okay, wow, Kobe scored 81, for example. Like, that was still then the newspaper error, okay? In 06, uh, in, I think 06, 05, or one of those seasons. When Kobe did the 81 thing, some people might have just only been able to, like, open their paper and then read about it. Yeah. And they never really saw any clips. Or if they, also, they saw some clips, they watch it on SportsCenter or whatever, and they have to wait for, like, 20 minutes for it to cycle back around, mm -hmm. and you see it again. There's an anticipation that comes with that, and then there's, like, an imagination that you can really then use your own like feelings towards it and attach it towards it mm. versus now it's so like it, you're just bludgeoned with it to the point where yeah. it's just like i'm i'm tired of it already yeah that's the thing and i don't yeah. think it's taking away anything from his record because that's just society something... right now that's what it is yeah but i think it's a like that's a record that i think will truly appreciate like just over time mm -hmm. especially when you're asking me like oh who's the guy that can catch him right now like you know you think about you know you probably put luca like you know near the top of the list and, and knowing that you know, these guys are, aren't anywhere close. You mm. know, I think it's really going to put it in perspective uh, in another, like, in another generation or so. Uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, our former uh, Raptors friend. Yep. So he was in Korea, and I'll he work. actually tweeted when the record happened. He said, I'm, he said, I'm in Korea. I connected my iPad to the TV on the bus, and our coach is playing Bejeweled while LeBron is making history. So that's where Rondé saw the Well, I mean, at least that's record. somebody who lived in the moment, you know? <laughs> So res damn it. respect to his bejeweled coach, man. Yeah, please. You think he's Korean? <laughs> the coach? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. They import a lot of Americans over there. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, champs, Someone please, by choice. Someone yeah, not by choice. Someone stay still let's occupied. Let's get an alert on the phone, man. Mm. Like, can any trades happen 24 hours before? Yeah, what else? What else you got uh, in this rundown, man? Brian Windhorst made $30 writing a story about LeBron <laughs> in 1989. What oh, is this? Oh, yeah. So this was being shared today because, like, you know, Windhorst um, is, you know, notoriously known as having covered LeBron since his Akron days. Right? I thought you were like, going to say since his birth. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, like... Because there is a really good meme about... Anyway, whatever. Like, is on. there yeah. a meme? Yeah. Um, so, um, no, there was this... Uh, another uh, newspaper article clipping mm -hmm. that was circulating from the Akron Beacon Journal from December 4th, 99 when LeBron made his debut as a freshman at St. Vincent St. Mary. Mm. And the recap was written by Brian Windhorst. Who, wasn't he a, like a student at, at the school at the same time? I want to say so. I'm not or maybe really he was familiar. like an alumni of the school yeah. or something. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he, Windhorst definitely grew up in, in Cleveland, right? Like, I think yeah, that's where he like yeah. started locally. Um, we'll get him on the show one time to, to, to you know, break Windy. that all down. Yeah. Salute to um, Windy, man. Salute to Windy. He's uh, been moving up the rankings. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in, in the article, he, he praised how impressive LeBron was. And, and, and you know, Winhorse saw this today and, and told people that he, he was paid $30 mm. to write this story. I mean, in that economy, $30 would have gotten you very far, man. Yeah, $30 would be like enough for lunch for an entire week. This is two lunches in, yeah. in Toronto nowadays. Enough KFC chicken, for maybe three meals. <laughs> Just read the ad if you want to read the ad. Hey, man. basketball fans. Uh, so... Trade deadline. You ready for more? To, for Let's me go. To hit you with more trade. Can't wait. Man. Would you I like? Can't wait. Let's would go. you like the Raptors news first, or would you? I'm sure fans want the Raptors. Let's news go the Raptors news first. Another poo-poo platter of right. Raptors news. By the way, you know, not to go off topic. Mm. I was looking at poo-poo platter because you know this is what people refer to sure, all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Right? I think poo-poo platter is getting a bad name. 
What, what is it's an actual thing? It, yeah, it's a tray of American, Chinese, or Hawaiian food co- consisting of an assortment of small meats and seafood appetizers. Like, huh. it's really just like, I, I actually don't, because, you know, this is the common saying, right? When, yeah, 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 yeah. when, when people offer up, uh, you know, uh, Dwayne Deadman and a second rounder, like that's their poo poo platter. I'm showing you a photo That's right now. a real now. thing. Okay. I'm just saying. I, I feel like Poo Poo Platter is actually getting a bad name. I mean, the name of itself is, is not a great <laughs> advertising name. Like, Yeah, but I I'm mean, just... it's to be clear, it's apparently P-U-P-U Platter instead of P-O-O. But like, what are we looking at, man? <laughs> you, this not... is not appealing to you? No, I mean, just, not name, as good just as a... name it anything else, man. Not as good as the Hong Xing wings that we had yesterday? No, definitely not, man. Shouts to Sahal. Shouts to Sahal, man. But more importantly, shouts to Colin and shouts to Hunter. Yeah, shouts to Hunter as well. Uh, Raptors trade deadline news. Yeah, let's go. Bruce Arthur of the Toronto Star wrote a story today. Okay. About the two timelines, two deadlines for the Raptors. Um, you know, the story um, uh, titled Thursday is one deadline for the Raptors and it's not the only one. And he dove into the fact that the, the Raptors have been telling opposing teams that they're not in a rush to make any moves and that they could, um, you know, make some of these decisions down the line over the summer. A um, couple of interesting tidbits with regards to building around Scotty Barnes Moving forward, uh, Bruce said, quote, the Raptors aren't resetting the clock to late in the decade, even if Barnes is only 21. So no, so that means no 2029 picks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, no poo-poo platter of the, the, the two draft picks. And he said the Raptors aren't trying to merely... In seventh grade. <laughs> the, the Raptors aren't trying to merely stockpile draft picks unless they can plausibly turn those draft picks into Scotty Barnes's co-stars one way or another. They're aiming for contention within the next four or five years sooner if possible. So it doesn't seem like the Raptors are, are looking to go long-term tanking mm. is the takeaway here. I mean, thoughts. that's not too much of a surprise. I mean, yeah. I just don't think that a Masai Jiri <laughs> team is ever every- going to be like shifting into a long-term tank where they sell off everybody and then just like mm. leave nothing behind. I don't even think it's conducive for Scotty's like development for that to happen, right? Like you leave him with no talent around. Like what what are you really setting him up for, right? Is, is it like a better development situation in Toronto or is it a better one in like Houston, for example, which is essentially what you would be. That's the other idea. So no, I'm not too surprised by that. I mean, I also think that like there are – you're not. You're probably not going to see like three guys traded tomorrow, like three starters traded tomorrow. I just don't think that. Um, yeah, but you might see one or content. two, yeah. like, like moved into other pieces, and mm. you maybe rebalance your team or 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 address certain positional weaknesses. That that could be our hope. Um, but yeah, this is this just makes sense. What honest. um, it's just good management actually. I think you know we've watched Scotty kind of you know in different roles the last couple of years. You know if what's like an ideal? What would be an ideal co-star? If you were just thinking like, you know, not even specific players, just like mm. skill set or position. Like if you were to go out in the market and think about like, you know, what's a player you want to get to pair with Scotty moving forward? I mean, it's hard to say without specifically knowing like which direction his career is going to um, move or mm. grow. Um, I think for me, um, definitely like um, a consistent like score for him would, would really help because I think for him, his his nature is... As someone who wants to set up plays so rather than always finishing. Playmaker. With so like someone a more who could score. score. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's for me, that's probably that, that one. And then I think um, depending on how the future of the team goes, especially if it's going to be like Scotty as a, as a forward, instead of like having him play center, because I don't think that's a long-term solution, like probably having a, a floor spacing center mm-hmm. would, would really help in that situation. So, you know, that's what basically what I'm saying is like Wemby or uh, Scoot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
All right, pray for those lottery balls. Apparently. Um, yeah. you know, the the other big big news coming out is just that like, you know, you know, I don't want to talk about Kevin Durant so much cuz you know, missed out this summer on him, but You sell down bad, man. He seems um, you know, he he's just he's in the conversation, he's impacting the sure. Raptors. Okay, yeah. And um, you know, I think there's been reports, you know, my my guy Wendy said that the Nets position on trading KD may change um over the next 48 hours. Um, the Nets are just in a tough spot right now because it feels like they're out in the market, you know, trying very desperately hmm. to still assemble a winning team. But I don't know. At what point do you just kind of think about it the other way? I mean, it'd be a pretty bold move for them to just go ahead and just move off KD because there are pieces there that they can start retooling and rebuilding around and not bottom out. Here's the thing with KD. All right. He's an inelastic product. <laughs> Don't you matter gotta, what the, you got to explain that. Doesn't matter what the demand is, man. Not everybody took economics. The, the price is going to be high. For, no, but seriously though, with KD, like he's going to hold this value in the offseason. You yeah. might as well try to make a push for it right now. Yeah. Um, but the way this is, yeah. So the way this is impacting the Raptors is like you know, multiple people are just reporting that a lot of teams that I might just, I just don't buy that. A though. lot of teams that might have offers for OG. Uh, might want to now hold on to those assets. I mean, a lot of teams probably just sounds like Phoenix in particular. I mean, so I New, wouldn't be surprised New, if Phoenix got taken out of the mix. New Orleans could be in that conversation too. If they put really? like a Brandon Ingram in that conversation for a KD. Well, Brandon Ingram wasn't going to be going out for OG. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's also the draft capital that you can only use on one big trade, right? I mean, they have enough draft capital they can split it on two big trades. Yeah, that's fair. But, but then, well, I, I mean, be, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for certain teams, for sure. Like, I think mm. for a Phoenix, they they probably look in that direction. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm thinking about like, for for sure at this deadline, I don't really buy this from Windhorse. Obviously, Windhorse knows way more, but it's just like, I just don't see it. Like the Nets' pattern of behavior for the last four years is they'll do anything they they can for mm. KD. KD's like, yo, tr- to let go of the coach. At first, they were like, no, we're gonna stick with Steve Nash, and then they booted him very quickly mm. into the season. Right, so it's like. And, and they're like, I want to play with Kyrie. So the Kyrie gets signed and all this other stuff. And, you know, I want to play with James. James Harden comes. And then, you know, I want to play with DeAndre Jordan. Like, there's just like a pattern. Like, I want to fire the first coach. You know, like, yeah. I want to hire Steve in the first place. Like, they'll do anything for KD. So I don't buy this idea that they're going to flip KD in the next 24 hours. I mean, it'd be great if they did. Mm. Or Toronto. Yeah. But otherwise, no, that's not going to happen. Do you think this impacts so, the way Toronto thinks, too? Because, like, I don't know. Like, like if KD were to be available this mm. summer and the Raptors depending on which players they end up keeping, like they have a lot of assets to well, revisit those conversations, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that... Just give me some hope, man. Let's go. I mean, okay, so last summer, basically they weren't willing to discuss Scotty, yeah. right? Maybe other pieces were or, or essentially... And by all, all accounts, table. from a lot of reporting that's come out after, like the conversations just stopped like after that. Yeah, like it was, you know, right. once Scotty wasn't on the table. Do you think Scotty still has that same value? I think so. I think by all okay. accounts, all right. the, the Raptors good. seem to... That's the one player that they're locked in on right now, right? Who, Brooklyn or Toronto? No, no, like Toronto. Like not okay. like the front office so, is not letting So if you're going to re-engage them on a KD trade, you're still not going to say Scotty's name for Toronto's side, and then so there's still no conversation. But what if they're not getting... What if they can get into the conversation with just... Who else? Like if OG is still here. Man, you know, you know you know damn well that the Brooklyn Nets are not going to be saying yes to an OG and OB headline package just, for Kevin Durant. I just want some, if so, Masai deserves some a statue ASAP. Like move, I the, just, move the gargoyles out. I just want yo respect those gargoyles, man. Those guys probably set all time records as well. That's fine, man. Whatever. Um, oh man, don't read the YouTube chat and reply to anybody on air right now. Mm. Um, no, I just want a glimmer of hope, man. But 
Yeah, no. I guess I you're mean, right, though. If Scotty's not on the table. That's the only move that you could potentially make. Because, again, <sighs> it's Kevin Durant on the table if, if that's what happens. Yeah, Wendy also says that uh, some teams are reportedly unwilling to engage in trade talks with the Nets because they don't want to help them retain KD. Yeah. I mean... That's I fair. mean, I suppose. I, <laughs> You're so tired of this, Katie. No, I just like, no, no, it's not that. I'm just like, I just don't believe teams are like that willing to like spite other teams. Just like I didn't really fully buy the Josiah thing. It was like, oh, he would have, he 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 wanted all this from the Lakers because he didn't want to send Kyrie to the Lakers. I'm like, man, I don't buy that. I really don't. Yeah, Josiah. I just didn't think the Lakers stuff was all that. Joe size? Yeah, that that is a poo poo platter. That was genuinely the, the PO, the Max, PO the Max Christie. Yeah. The Austin Reeves. Yeah, Josiah's having the least fun as an NBA owner. I challenge you to name me another NBA <laughs> owner that's had less fun in like his first however many years running this team, uh, running a team. Um, you, there's that's no, interesting. no, there's no other one. What about Mikhail Prokhorov? I don't think he was that, having that much fun paying the luxury tax <laughs> yeah, for Kevin like, Garnett and Joe Johnson. I don't think he really cared though. He was just like he would show up like just once, like every like year and do a presser. Yeah, that's the that's kind of like Bobby and Masai. Um, so no, no Bobby Presser yesterday. Oh no, yeah, by the way, apologies. Talk to your sources on that uh, one. Yeah, yeah. Only listen to Will Lou sources. <laughs> What's your source? I'm so curious. Uh, only only I'll listen to the break, I suppose. Only listen to Will Lou sourcing on that. <laughs> did someone? I did see some people tweet me like, "Wait, is Bobby talking today?" Yeah, I know. I felt bad. <laughs> where, where did you get that? Uh, anyway, anyways, um, Ian Begley says that in any trade talks between the Raptors and the Nets right now, um, the Raptors are asking for Nick Claxton. And which again, it makes sense. Again, I just don't I think just, Brooklyn's you know going to move him You know right what now. it is? Brooklyn and Toronto are just not good trade partners at this moment. I, like, I think I just so, don't, yeah. I, There's no, like Brooklyn wants the players that Toronto doesn't want to trade, mm-hmm. i.e. Pascal, um, which the Athletic reported today that he is very happy uh, to continue his career in Toronto. Yeah. A source a with knowledge of the situation told Sam Amick. Mm. Yeah. Um, same source, um, but uh, <laughs> quite possibly. <laughs> but um, no, like Brooklyn wants these players. Like they're desperate right now. They're Stringer Bell in the last twenty four hours of you mm. know the the season three. It's like what's his What y'all want? Huh? He's running, Money? No, he's running around right now. No, that's Sean Marks right now. That is literally Sean Marks right now, uh-huh. desperately stra- scrambling to just make this one move. Right, but. Who like there's which players are you are they really gonna give up that would line up with what Toronto wants? Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas was another forty point game yesterday. I know. So yeah, he's he's a problem. But um, he's got that Kawhi personality too. Yeah, nothing suppose, to smile yeah. about type um, vibes. I, I kind of hear you on that. And they're not gonna trade. I think they Nick, more they're sense not gonna last trade year. Nick Claxton. If That's you're trying to win, you're not gonna. Why would yeah. you give up Nick Claxton? Exactly. And and look, uh, I, I'm not even sure if I would necessarily say yes to a Nick Claxton and uh, Cam Thomas, like, led package for Pascal. No. First off, without salaries winning a match, you would literally need to throw in, like, Pascal 30 need- more million, I think, maybe, or maybe at least 20. But no. the other thing, too, is just, like, uh, even so, like, Brooklyn will never say yes to that right now. They're not going to, like, maximize this season by moving their, like, defensive backbone. Yeah, I just think Brooklyn, I mean... So, you're, you're right. Maybe they are just poor trade partners. I think Brooklyn just needs to be a little careful about giving away all these additional draft picks and things that they've accumulated because you don't just don't know KD's future, but that's their problem mm. to deal with. No, I think any trade for Pascal has got to... It's got to be the Rudy Gobert-type package to even think about it. Yeah, yeah. And even then, I don't think you move. That's a, again, I, that's a decision makes, you make I just don't think it makes you're, sense You're, not doing, you're not making that in the next, like... 24 hours, like I mentioned. Yeah. Um, Jakob Pertl time. 
Oh, can't wait. Mark Stein from hashtag this league. Uncut Yo, shout out to Steiny Mo, man. He really, I feel like he like, he really came on strong this offseason. But Stein's been in the game. Oh, I know, I know. But I think he's yeah. come on extra strong. All right, what's your rankings right now? I, did, I think Jake oh. Fisher has shot up too. Shout out to Jake. Jake Fisher, yeah. And the power rankings, okay. Yeah. Shams is number one, easily. Right, <laughs> yeah. the Riz God. The God, yeah. Oh, right. okay, yeah. yeah. Um, number two, you, who's been really good at this stuff? Yeah. I feel like Chris Haynes is really good at this stuff. Yeah, Chris is good. Chris is really plugged in. Um, I really respect him. Windy low key, man. Oh yeah, Windy's up there too. Yeah, <laughs> this I'm saying, Woj man. fell off. Woj fell off. No, nah, I don't even know. Woj is not even top five right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I'm not. Hmm. Man, I mean, I feel like Stein has done a lot of good stuff. Like he's put up a lot of stuff. Like I'm reading a Substack. As soon as that that email notification pops up, like I got the notification yeah. on email for a Substack. Yeah, yeah. And every, I'm no, reading. Every, I'm reading. Yo, you know you're real when I'm reading your articles on Gmail. Mm, no trade trade deadline trade so, deadline or not, like people should subscribe to Mark Stein's uh, yeah. Substack. It's actually yeah. uh, very informative. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, um, you know he reported today that Toronto has explored packaging Gary Trent Jr. and some level of draft compensation to San Antonio for Spurs center Jakob Pertl. So well, Jakob Pertl's there tonight, man. We'll see. There you go. I wonder if Jakob Pertl packed, uh, you know, a carry-on <laughs> or a suitcase, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like a full-on uh, so you're saying check-in. He, did he went Grange or did he go Lou in terms of travel packing? Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Shouts to Grange, man. Posted that photo of his uh, of his carry-on. Nah, that, that was... was I respected uh, it, but at the same time, I'm like that. I know that carry-on <laughs> smells bad. <laughs> the odors. Oh, God. <laughs> Rough Ned odors. Uh, I, yo, why didn't I know you were going to say that? Um, Stein <laughs> also mentioned that the Raptors believe they can get three firsts for OG. Mm-hmm. And Memphis, New Orleans, and the Knicks have all indicated a willingness to offer two picks. Now, now we're down to two picks? No, I, I knew two picks was for sure going to be on the table. But the Raptors think they can extract more. Yeah, of course. Three picks. Again, this is always going to drag down to the deadline. Like, we're probably here tomorrow at this exact time in our mm-hmm. exact same seats. 2 to 4 p.m. 3.33 p.m. Yeah, and we're going to have the same conversation yeah. with, with OG potentially being moved <laughs> with, like, 15 minutes left in the deadline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Don't go to the KFC court till 4. You know, tune in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But hey, basketball fans. Um, wh- uh, Mike Scotto of uh, Hoops Hype said that one-third of the league has registered interest in Matisse Teibel. Including the Raptors. I'm not surprised, man. <laughs> Yo, why are Raptors being linked to Tybal and like Ben well, Simmons? It's... What are we trying to do, man? Shoot bricks at the KFC court? <laughs> no, relax, right? <laughs> no, but seriously, though, like w- you do see today in particular more smoke about, oh, the Raptors have inquired about Eric Gordon. They've, uh, they're interested. They're linked Yo, to Matisse Tybal. They're linked to Yakaporto. I'm like, these are win now moves that I'm, are you sure the Raptors really want to do a win now kind of move five years under the f- uh, 500? Any in this int- particular season. Yeah, so Tybal's going to be a restricted free agent this summer, mm. eligible for a $6.2 million qualifying offer. Any interest at all in Matisse Tybal? Matisse. Any interest. Shouts to uh, Keith Pompey. Oh, That's yeah, a great one of my episode, favorite man. episodes. Back um, um, when we could talk hoops. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's like very no, disruptive. No, any interest. Very, uh, you know, I think are so. Are you registering okay. any interest? I am interested because he fits the way the Raptors like to play. They like to force a lot of turnovers. He's very, very <laughs> yeah. good at creating deflections and stuff like that. Maybe 0 for 7 from 3. <laughs> I just need a guy who can <laughs> just like, you know, bring please. Joe Wieskamp back then. Can we just please This is what's going to happen tomorrow. They're going to trade, <laughs> trade a second rounder for Kelly Oubre and they're going to sign Joe Wieskamp. No, I'm, I'm sick, this man. is going to be the Stanley Johnson day. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, one more player. Okay. Uh, Bones Highland. Okay, that's a guy that can make shots. Okay, okay. Per Mike Singer of, of the Denver Post, mm. the Raptors, Pelicans, and Timberwolves are showing some 
level of interest. So Bones Highland is 22 yep. in his second season. He's fallen out of the rotation in, in Denver. Okay. A yeah. lot of reporting from a guy, Chris Haynes that like, you know, his relationship with Mike Malone just like is not working out. Okay. Um, and, and clearly the Nuggets are trying to, trying to make a move to, to contend and try to win this year. Um, he's only making 2.2 million this season, 2.3 next year. And then a team option for 4.1 million yeah. in 24, 24, 25. He's, Shooting 37.8% from three this season, mm. but only 39% overall from the field. Yeah. Um, I mean, 39.9. I mean, come on, man. This is basically Fred's averages. 39% yeah, from the field, 37% from three. No, like, I didn't want to say that. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. I mean, hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I numbers recognize those numbers. Yeah. Men line number, you know, women line number just don't. Uh, uh-huh. Bones Highland, what is your uh, interest level in Bones Highland. Yeah, I'm interested. I think um, he would be a good piece for the Raptors' second unit. I think that they've really needed somebody to who can get their own basket, but also set up other guys. Bones is more of a scorer, I think, than necessarily setting up other guys, but clearly he's got some juice. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, age-wise, yeah, I, I like Bones. You know, sure. he's not a sneaky 26. But I think the problem is, like, when you think about trade, trade partners again, like, Denver's going to be looking for a piece that can help them win now. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah and, Like, exactly. what is that piece for the Raptors to um, send back? I mean, right. Denver's probably looking for like two-way forwards, maybe. Okay. You know, like who would you? Like I mean, who yeah, would they want from this know, roster? Man. Right. Like Chris Boucher is like, I don't think that's enough to get him, right? <sighs> yeah, I, I guess. At and that also, po- you have to make the money work on that one. You have to make it's the, a big difference. Oh, I don't think the money is gonna be a. Oh yeah, I guess they would have to. Be, okay, yeah, yeah. No, that might be an issue as well. Yeah, I don't know. If you're offering Chris, then I think you'd have to throw in some uh, draft capital mm. at that point. I mean, uh, and I'm seeing this ch- point made in the chat, and I, d- I do agree with this. Mm. Um, his defense is very bad. I mean, that's part of the reason why he's falling out of the rotation. Yo, the Raptors' defense overall is bad. I know, There's but no standard. There's not right a long track record of Nick Nurse playing poor defenders. So I <laughs> no, hear that. I hear that. Maybe Trust that me. needs this to is, change. This is, this is, this is uh, yeah. Maybe that needs to But then again, he can score a lot better than anyone on the Raptors' bench. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, right. keep keep an eye out for Bones Highland. Keep an eye out for Matisse Tyvel. <laughs> Oh, man. oh my gosh. Oh, How man. many eyes do I need? Oh, man? What kind of platter we're we gonna get tomorrow? Keep an eye on phones high. No, no, we what need am I, a what am I looking for here? All right, we're gonna take a break. Uh <laughs> I've been your host, Willu. That's Alex Wan. You're listening to the Raptor Show on the Sports Radio Network. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers Sportsbook award-winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus. Available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. The most opinionated Maple Leaf show out there. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sports and Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim Lou. Continue to be joined by producer and co-host, Alex Wong. Uh, before we wrap up today's show, we definitely want to go around the league and look for some topics to look at with other teams ahead of the trade deadline. But uh, definitely want to give a huge shout-out to our friends at Hongxing last night, Alex. Yeah, we had a chance to take our friend, Sahal, mm-hmm. who lives in Richmond Hill, to Hongxing. Well, first off, Sahal was just like, yo, I'll just drive you home. And then mm. he was like, I'm kind of hungry, though. And then he was like, yo, I've always, you know, he's like, you know where I've always wanted to go? 
You know, it was like that. It, oh. was, it was like that cutscene in in Rush Hour when he was like, you know, where do I want to go? And he's like, oh, I want to go to Madison Square Garden. <laughs> oh Their God. names are right. And he's like, I've always wanted to go to Hongsheng, and that was my, oh, my I, eyes lit up. Oh, I didn't know he specifically. Yes, I thought you were just trying to show him. No, no, no. Hong he Shing. was like, I actually really wanted to go to Hongsheng. Okay, and I was like, are you sure? He's yeah. like, are you serious? Yeah. So you grabbed me from the Raptors Republic event. Yep. Yeah. Three of us made the trip there, and like, yeah. you know, Colin, you know, always, um, you know, great hospitality. Oh Hong man! Shing. As soon as he saw us there too, he was just yeah. like, "All right, yeah, I got you." Yeah, Colin. disappeared into the kitchen. Brought Hunter us free as well. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, and you know, Colin does a lot of uh, he does a lot of great things in the in the basketball space here no, in the local man. community. He's, he's always looking to give back because you yeah. know he's like, yeah, I mean, he just loves basketball. He's a he's a pure hooper like that. But mm-hmm. obviously, you know, the kitchen takes up a lot of his time. Yeah, um, but yeah, man, he's doing a lot of stuff in terms of sponsoring a, a men's team and women's team as well. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so shouts to um, shouts to Colin for that. Ran into um, a couple of Raptor show listeners at the Raptors Republic event um, yep. yesterday, and one of them said that uh, we were responsible for him spending seventy eight dollars at Superfresh. Nice, yeah. So nice. just to keep that Superfresh connection going with Trevor, you know. Yeah, Banjo. I like we're playing both sides of the fence here with Trevor and Colin. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, the yeah. the general feedback is just you know. No, but Hong Shing, no man, the food in Hong Shing was food, excellent though. My we're goodness. a food podcast, I guess. We talk about like four spots, I feel like. Yeah, well, you know, it's fine. Yeah. And then um, another listener wouldn't get me a drink at the bar because he's like, I would get you a drink, but generational wealth. So. <laughs> nah, you deserve it, man. Yeah, it's kind of hurting me. I got to scale that stuff back. Anyways, mm. trade deadline is tomorrow. I didn't know if you knew that. Basketball fans. And we talked a lot about the Raptors. Uh, mm-hmm. Will said during the break, no more Raptors. So, uh, you know. When you look around the league and you think about the other teams who could be involved, either as a buyer or seller, mm-hmm. what is a team? Like, let's 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 try to pick a couple teams here. What's a team that really interests you in terms of what you're looking at for tomorrow, what they're going to do? I mean, you got to figure, like, some of the top teams in the Eastern Conference will continue to stack up, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is just what it is, right? When you're at the very top, like, you got to add just a couple more rotation pieces. I expect Milwaukee to do something. I think they can definitely use a little bit of help with their offense. Okay. But I think more importantly, they've been linked to Jay Crowder. Can they get that deal done finally so Jay Crowder can be back in the league? I mean, I'm sure we've all been dying to see Jay Crowder back in the league doing his, can this his be, thing. Can this be an Eric Gordon destination in sure. any way? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I feel like if they can get both, that'd be a huge deadline for them. I don't know if that's even possible with the contracts they have. But um, obviously, Boston has made additions to their dead, uh, their team in the last, mm. like, two windows here. They did so um, in the offseason, and then they also did a last year's trade deadline. So... We'll see if they add a little bit more. I think their team is a little bit more complete, so they might be okay on that front. Another uh, team consistently linked to Jakob Pertl when sure. it's been brought up. Yeah, I don't feel, feel like Boston doesn't need to make a move. I feel like no, I, I don't think so either. But I mean, maybe they get some backup again, because like, again, these sure. are teams that know they're going to be contending. They're just looking for you know moves at the margins, at the fringes. Yeah. Um. You know, I think Philadelphia Daryl Morey's like history has always been that he's very active at the deadline. So we'll see what he does there. Uh, maybe he adds another George Hill. Um, yeah, he did <laughs> remember say. Remember when he added George Hill? He's like, yeah, the price for Kyle Lowry is too high. I'm going to add George Hill. It's like, yeah, good luck with that one. He did say uh, this week in an interview, quote, if you take the list of teams that are making players available that could maybe play for us in the playoffs and then take the ones that we can actually acquire, it's a very, very small list. I think we feel good going to war with who we have. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see if that's what ultimately happens with with that team. But. Yeah. Well, they need to take care of a uh, Forken Korkmaz's uh, trade request. Yo, that is one of the most random <laughs> trade requests I've ever seen. No, we've had. Imagine we... you're Dermore and and Furkan <laughs> Korkmaz of all people was like, "Hey, 
<laughs> I, I need a deal. And like, if you're Daryl Moore, you're like, I can't make a deal with. Uh, <laughs> it's like, no, it's like, with, what do you want me to do, man? Anadu FS. Like, what do you want me to do? Sh- ship you to Bashti? Like, this? Like, it's not like, possible right Dwayne now. Dwayne Demon's matching salary already got sent out, man. We yeah. can't make a deal. No, right that's, now. that's a wild trade request. <laughs> Speaking of which, I, I actually wouldn't mind taking a flyer on him. Really? He can shoot a three, man. I just want to see guys on the team. He can shoot a single three. That's what I want to see on the team. Can I just see? Is this so bad that I want to see some offense? No, it's not. Yeah. I just want to see good basketball. Fair. I'm also like curious in terms of like, okay, Utah obviously has a lot of pieces, and they're clearly moving in the direction where they want to like just com- yeah. continue to tank. But Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge moves like a Maasai in that you know he's comfortable, always comfortable, not making a move. Blood from a stone type vibe. Sure. Okay. You know. But yes, yes, they have a lot of players. Um, you know, Mike Conley. Yeah, uh, Malik Beasley, I think, is pretty coveted as well, and they've been linked. I mean, they've been linked to the Lakers since like the start of this season. Okay, and yeah. apparently, a deal that could, I mean, the deal that would happen is, you know, they would, you know, ship Westbrook's contract, and then probably some of that poo poo platter we talked about, mm. like an Austin Reeves, yeah, or something like that, and and the two draft picks that you hate, <laughs> the, the middle school special, no, but <laughs> the lunch special, no, but over there. that's the thing for the Lakers too, in yeah. the same way, like. Do you give up these assets for a team that's in 13th? I mean, it's still LeBron and AD on your team, right? You still yes, got to go for it. Once you, you wait, pick that direction, you, you wait don't... for the summer again. Who knows? Like All Kyrie right. might be available in the summer. Sure. Yeah. And they I, would just I, have I to suppose. move off Rui Hachimura. Yeah. Rui looks, a, look, Rui looks decent, by the way. He, he's another guy who could knock down a three. All right. <laughs> I love how your standard is just a single three. Now. No, my standard is seeing can, guys who can, you know, make you a basket off the bench. Eight, like, three. Yes, I, I, think, in while. I think Utah is interesting. I mean, this is another opportunity for them to just stack up assets. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Toronto's, we, we've talked to death on this show. Um, yes. You know, I, I think, yeah, I mean, for me, like, I would like to see Golden State make some moves. You know, just like, look, if, if I'm going to root for the Raptors, I like to root for, like, really good team basketball. And for so, like, Andy I like Luke. watching, yeah. like, Golden State. I like watching Denver, for example, mm. like, especially out West. Like, these teams don't matter to me. So, I'm just like, I might as well pick one and, and kind of roll with it. And, like, yeah, for the sake of Andy Lou, like, I, I would hope that, they, you know, they won't have to rely on, like, someone like Anthony Lamb in the playoffs or something like that. Yeah, steps, so. out, steps out another month. I mean, so. what, what can you do there? But realistically, <laughs> like, can they add, like, another, like, two-way forward, which I think which really what they need. They just need to replace, like, Otto Porter. Yeah. And then stay healthy for a while, which I think they can do. So we'll yeah, see what the Warriors do. We need do. to replace Otto Porter. We have How's Otto that? Porter, by the way. If, anyone, if everyone's interested in Otto Porter, you can – it's one of those, like, Facebook marketplace situations where it's free. You just got to come pick it up. Yeah, I think Phoenix is an interesting wild. Phoenix is an interesting wild card team too. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it seems like seems like with the new owner as well, like they're just ready to to make a move. We've heard Chris Paul in so many of these conversations. Well, it's interesting with the situation. Chris Paul thing because I know you know your favorite podcast hashtag this league. Chris Haynes was detailing how he was the one who broke that news yes. to Chris Paul. He asked he was Chris being, if he was okay with with sharing this information. Right, right. Yeah. And Chris yeah. Paul's like, yes, not only is it okay for you to share this information as a report, it's okay for you to share this information of me okaying you to share the information. Yeah. So, yeah, so. no, my, my favorite, I think the thing I'm going to keep an eye on tomorrow outside of the Raptors is really, I really hope Eric Gordon can just find happiness. <laughs> okay. We, you know, you, we s- out of time. you saw him last Friday show up to work against the Raptors. Yeah. Try to get that W and, you know. Good for him, man. And now... It's time for Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. The Toronto Raptors are playing basketball tonight uh, at home against the San Antonio Spurs. After finishing off their seven-game road trip, going four and three, the Spurs are fourteen and forty on the season, five Damn. and nineteen Damn. on the road. OG Ananobi is out tonight. Yeah, 
as well as Otto Porter, the Raptors. I didn't even see him at the practice field yesterday either, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Should that get? Well, I mean, I don't know. Should, Who should get I, that? Should that get aggregated? No, no, no. I just mean like would I you like to get aggregated. No, no, no. I, I won't. Okay. Uh, I mean, I didn't see everybody there, so it's not. It's not. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just want to see you on one of those Legion hoops. No, 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 please, man. No. Per William. Little. That stuff is so lame. Per Alex Wong, Bobby Webster speaking on Tuesday. The line for tonight's game. <laughs> That's a horrible source. Raptors minus ten and a half. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. It's a bad team, but so are the Raptors, though. Careful. That's a lot of points. Yeah. Um, because you're basically saying that the Raptors are gonna blow them out. Okay, let's Which be is clear. Quite though. possible. The, the right? Spurs are on a nine-game losing streak. Yep, yep. Right. I'm so, looking at their schedule right now. Yeah. There's like, a 38-point loss in here. My goodness. Yeah. So. Yeah. So mm. don't be too deceived by by the line. But it'll be interesting. You don't know what you're gonna get. You know, this is the you know last game before trade deadline. I'm thinking the Raptors win, but I don't know. Ten and a half. This is a lot to give this Raptors team. I mean, there's it's quite possible. Like the last time the Raptors played San Antonio, they won by like 40. Yeah, so, that, was, that was one of the best games of the season. Yeah, they were I just on that. a they were just on a fast break for forty eight minutes. <laughs> that was actually wild. I think we scored like literally forty fast break points. That felt like the peak of Vision Six Nine. I think Fred was out that game. Yeah, yeah. People were like, "Yo, listen, you know, it could be different." Oh, they won by forty three. My bad. I don't. Yeah, that was amazing. Um. um so yeah, ten and a half. Man, this at is, home. That's a great line. That's how that's how Vegas does it. You know what? I'm taking the Raptors. He's saying, taking, I'm saying the line, but I, I, I don't feel great about it just because, again, there's a lot of points to give to the Raptors, but, you know. He's taking the Raptors, so Raptors minus 10 and a half. What are you taking? Is the pick. I'm taking the Raptors as well. How many trades do you think there will be Raptors trades by the time we come on air at 2 tomorrow? I was going to say, do the, Over do, under .5. do the Spurs have to fly out tomorrow? Because, you know, maybe they spend the day extra in tomorrow and maybe Jacoperto stays, you know what I mean? Like, I'm telling you, it's going to be Kelly Oubre for a second. Oh, Monday. God. I can't wait. <laughs> That's my prediction. Two-hour Trade deadline special tomorrow. We will react to everything that happens live. And so that'll be fun. Shouts to JR as well. Producer JR will be giving us an assist on that here. one. And um, yeah. yeah, you know, we'll we'll break down all the the, the trades and uh, we'll see exactly what the Raptors do. Clearly, they're going to be at the eye of the storm. But for now, we've been, we're out of time. And uh, yeah, I've been your host, Will Lou, and you've been listening to the Raptor Show on the Sports Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. Reminder, we're streaming live on Sports and YouTube channel on Aaron, live on Sports and 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks again to producer and co-host Alex Wong. Thanks to our board producer, Derek Brandale, and Jennifer Olnick for helping us with our YouTube stream. And the trade deadline is tomorrow. I can't wait for it to end.